0: I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. Don't tell the other podcasts. I should go.
1: Hey, everybody. You're listening to Adrian Has Issues, the conversational podcast celebrating the culture of creativity. Happy 2022, everybody. Needless to say, it has been a while since I have recorded a podcast. Um, It is a new year, new set of episodes, and I've never been more excited to get back in front of the mic. With that said, I'm actually just even more excited to even talk to today's guest. Uh, you have heard him on the show before. Um, oh my gosh, you've been on several episodes of this show. Matter of fact, I believe this is what your third or fourth uh, appearance at this point, right?
0: I I think so. I was. I know it's been a little. It's been over two years, two and a half years, maybe.
1: And that's wild because I talked to you like right before you know the end times.
0: <laughs> that's right. Before things got crazy. <laughs>
1: Right, and on that episode, we had spoke about uh, this really great video game project in which you did the soundtrack of Card of Darkness, but I'll give you a proper introduction. Today, I'm speaking with Grant Henry, best known by a stage named Stemmage, who is a composer, session player, and audio engineer. His resume is next-level bonkers in the best way possible, so I'm going to run down the highlights here. Of course, the creator of Metroid Metal, you're the former guitarist for the game Tribute Band Lily Rolling Stars, and you're also the guitar player for the Emmy nominated animated series Steven Universe. Like I mentioned before, you we were on a show talking about Card of Darkness, the video game from Brave Wave Productions, um, and also on your first appearance, you were on talking about Bubsy, uh, Pause on Fire from the bit-trip Developers Choice Provisions. You are also involved in some other games, including Moonglow Bay, Chicory, A Colorful Tale, Ekenfell, which is funny because just before we got started, um, there's like a, a Twitter account that basically posts like deals on games, and Ekenfell came up. and I remember just quote tweeting it, just saying, Buy this game because it's a fantastic soundtrack. And also, shout out to uh, Ivy and mean, Sarashu, who are great former guests as well but grant thank you so much for coming by um hextech mayhem which is a spinoff of the league of legends series um with a decidedly different twist uh the the term i use to describe the soundtrack in the game is explosive and that is not by accident Mm.
0: That's, that works. I'll take that.
1: <laughs> but it's a really great game, and I think for anybody who is a fan of the League of Legends series, which um, obviously I should mention that the game is uh, by Riot Forge, who um, also, of course, the soundtrack, I have spent the past, what, month listening to the soundtrack, and it is as addictive as the game is, I just have to say.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome, man. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it.
1: <laughs> but it's this is a really cool idea. And as someone who like myself is huge into video game music, I thought this project was cool because music is very important in video games. But I love the fact that this marries it to the point where music is actually a mechanic of the game.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, Riot has always been um music has always been a big part of their games inside games but even even more so outside there there are a lot of like like the music videos that accompany their champions and um all kinds of remixes that they've put out they've put out they put out like a sessions album uh, a while ago featuring you know, remixes and songs from different people so they right. they've really been into the music thing but this is the first time that there's been a, a a riot project that has made music kind of the center of the gameplay experience and so man it feels it's an honor to to contribute to that it's something new for them and it's uh in several ways obviously the music driven gameplay is part of it but also you know riot forge is the one doing these spinoff games and uh and more have been you know right uh, uh ruined king also came out with which is an rpg and there are more coming they're they're taking all these champions they have that people are really close to and building spinoff games for them and it's a cool idea. It, it makes a lot of sense, and the and the you know the the audience has been receptive so far.
1: It's interesting that the gameplay of this, mentioning how heavily the music plays into it, because I, I didn't want to necessarily call it a rhythm game, because I feel like sometimes when you give it certain descriptors, it gives people a certain impression of the game, but it does have a rhythm aspect to it. And I think what's almost kids me is the fact that you were attached to this project, because the grooves are just so heavy on this, and it's just catchy as hell.
0: <laughs> awesome, yeah. No, we were trying to. Um, we had to decide on a, a type of music that would that would kind of put you in a zone, right? Uh, and it needed to be something that was bombastic to fit with the with the uh, the spirit of our protagonist in this game. You know, he's he's a Yordle. Which is I don't know how people describe him over at Riot, but he's sort of this—he's sort of a cat-ish creature. Right. He's way more cartoony, I think, than some of the other champions in League. Oh, absolutely. But he—he he makes his bombs in his shop. I mean, they're like duct tape bombs, and 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 everything. He's—he's he's completely obs- obsessed with explosions. So, you know, the idea of building a music rhythm game around that is super fun, but it also means that we we need to create something that you can you can bounce your head to as you're blowing anything and everything up in these levels. So that was the goal.
1: (laughs) And let's get a little bit deeper into that relationship with Riot Forge. I noticed in listening to this, I started hearing flourishes of things from like past games um, and almost like the signature Stimich style. Matter of fact, like the theme song for this game, it's whimsical, you know, a little foreboding, but that guitar is just it's beautiful by the way because it's like it does like you said it's very bombastic and it would match something that someone who is in love with explosions (laughs) would definitely be into but with each song there's different elements of prog metal there's a little chip to it like there's so many different styles that play into that how much input was it or was it something that they basically had like blueprints that you just simply had to follow
0: yeah, so we're dealing with a, a pre-existing universe, a character that has already been explored in a lot of different ways in their game. And so there are rules in the sense of, you know, it's kind of like, um, I've equated it a bit to someone, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you're making like a, a game for Marvel, um, you obviously need to fit the, the mold of those characters. But, you know, what, whoever's making the game would inject their own personality into it. And it's a similar thing with us. So, so, it, so Choice Provisions was approached by Riot to do this because they know of Choice's pedigree. And, you know, I'm sure, I assume it's a similar situation with the other developers that they've pulled in to do these types of games, these spin-off games. But, you know, we we have Ziggs exists. He doesn't have a theme song. Unlike other champions, he doesn't have like a music video or anything. So we got to kind of start from scratch there and say, what does Ziggs sound like? Might have gone different for other champions, but you know he already exists, and so we we had to we had to decide decide what he sounded like, and you know our version of Ziggs is it's the choice provisions versions of Ziggs. It's not exactly like you see him in League. It's right. our version of him, right? And that that applies to. Uh, the wardens in the game if you look at like the like the, uh, the the officer characters look at you know what they look like in this game versus what they look like in say arcane for example the netflix show that riot just put out very different but you can tell that they 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 play the same role in that universe it's just our take on it so the music was the same way we we obviously had to to find what we felt was a good balance between something that rocked cuz riot had to puts out rock music but something that isn't so cartoony and out there that it just doesn't work, you know, and so we, we started with this sort of found, what we call, they've, they've called found instrumentation, like the kinds of instruments that you can't quite tell what they are, but it sounds like something that might have come out of his shop, you know, right. like sort of the, the twangs and sounds of metal and things like that as a baseline, but in the game, the, the better you perform, the more the music rocks. Right, the guitarists come in, the drums kick into gear, so it's sort of a combination of what things might sound like in his shop and in his universe, and then the sort of amped up guitar version of of uh you know the, which was which was a big that I, I really pushed for that I thought kind of the the a moment of rocking out made sense when playing these levels if you were performing well so that's that's how the game plays it, the music starts at a certain Level, and then the, the the more you kick butt, the more the music rocks. That's the idea. Yeah, so it was a back and forth with them to figure out what that sounds like and what that should be from the you know the first world of the game to the end through, through, through boss music and everything like that. So definitely a partnership there.
1: And that was my favorite part, the fact that as you went on and as you progressed and it like got better, the music intensifies. And I think that's a great way to sort of let the player know that you know, it's like those little things that reward players. You know, it's like this, oh, hey, you're doing better. Hey, now it's going to ramp up a little bit. Like, I love that video games find ways to make, like, these small little adjustments to almost give you a little bit of, like, this, like, dopamine rush of, like, hey, I'm doing great. Like, it's, like you said, of kicking butt. And as you do, so, like, the music just swells. Like, it, it gets more intense. Like, it gets bigger and bigger. And much like an explosion, obviously, it starts out small and it gets wider and wider. And even though it's like you would think like the whole vibe is very chaotic, but yet the production and, you know, the musicality of it is very tight and also just like very concise at the same time.
0: It's an interesting experience, and a slightly different one compared to the old Runner games, like the, the Runner games that uh, BitTrip Runner and stuff that Choice had made before. Those games work by moding up. You you, you play a level If you run into stairs or run into an obstacle, you bonk and you start over. Right, you die and you start the level over, or you start the checkpoint over again. Uh, And the way you get the music to increase in intensity is you collect these boom boxes, these predetermined locations for boom boxes. You grab one, the music kicks up, you mode up. The bit trip games have always played like that, and for this we wanted to do something that was a bit more. You know, those games can be challenging when you, you know, every time you hit a wall. Uh and sometimes there are obstacles that can appear just before the next checkpoint. So it can be um it's a game from music rhythm game fans. And, you know, we're entering new territory here with Riot Crowd, right? You got people who might like zigs, but may not be as familiar with music games. So the way we built it is that you, uh, when you perform well, the music kicks up. And if you start screwing up, then the music sort of modes back down. And you, if you, if you bonk into something, you, you enter this sort of recovery mode where you have to hit prompts to get back out of it, but it never really stops you from continuing and and finishing the song. So it's like so we it's a little it's a bit easier to get through a level your first time through that way. But there are all kinds of extra prompts and hidden things in the level that you can really there is a challenger rank you can get in these levels uh, by collecting and blowing up every single optional environmental object that we have in there. I can only challenger maybe the first third of the game um before I just can't anymore. And we've got there's people there are people online challenging like the bosses and later levels and it gets it gets tough. So the game you sort of can decide how deep you want to go. It's not it's not super punishing at the beginning and you and as you do well, you get to hear those extra layers of music. Right. Which is cool, but you know, you you if you really want to challenge yourself, you can. It's sort of like a it's a bit more choose your own difficulty in a way than some of the older games were.
1: And that's something that amongst my friends and I've heard discourse about online regarding game difficulty and people's different playing styles because I mean personally speaking I'll admit I'm that person who is awful at like a Soulsborne game like that is <laughs> like that is definitely uh, not my expertise but something like this you know like a rhythm game I love because there's just something great about getting that flow and once you start getting better and improving it's almost kind of like a muscle memory where at that point, like you're just kind of going. And unfortunately, I'm that person that always messes up with everything. It's like, hey, I'm it, it's working out. I'm doing it, and then <laughs> once I acknowledge that, then I'm like, oh, now I start messing up a little bit. So that's that's good for people like me where it's like, because <laughs> bit trip, I definitely uh, was put through. But by the same time, like once you figure it out, it, it's an absolute blast. No pun intended. Yeah, we
0: <laughs> there here you go. Yeah, we call it we call it the flow state when you do well you sort of get in the zone realizing that you're in the zone can totally screw you up yeah exactly what you just said there were so many people streaming the game on day one and watching them figure out what the game was and then bang their head against these levels uh, and just get better and better and better like and, and, and move on and or wanting to increase their scores and it was it's such a different game for us. Uh, in the way it's made, and so it was. And we, you know, we did a lot of testing, but it was really cool to see it play out and see how someone who is a music game fan would approach it, and then someone who is completely new would approach approach it as well. So yeah, it's it's a it's a different kind of game, but we didn't want you to completely pull your hair out unless you're really just trying to go for it, and then we might give you a little <laughs> give you some, give you some a little challenge. <laughs>
1: I want to talk about the main theme of this game. It's super catchy. It's a lot of fun. As you listen through the soundtrack and play the game, like any really good game, I love how the main theme is interpreted throughout. So I I don't know if you want to get into a little bit of the actual process in making the theme itself.
0: Yeah, you know, the theme was just one of those things where it's happened a couple times, but it's really like uh, you're just in the shower. And all of a sudden you hear it and you have to run down to your computer and, and get like a crude version of it written down before you, uh, you know, before it's gone forever. <laughs> um, I actually there. I mean, like it evolved a little bit, but there's a main there's a thing that um, there's sort of a silliness about zigs and a zaniness that the chromatic scale does very well with like chromatic. Just, you know, one note played an uh, increasing a uh, semitone o- over and over and over again like flight of the bumblebee is a is an example of a, a chromatic run where it's just it's just up and down one note at a time no notes being skipped and like that is a very ch- chromatic by by default is sort of this you hear a lot of it in that kind of music um right. and so i wanted to do something that involved it and you know but it also needed to be something that had kind of a had kind of a bounce and this is what we came up with and then it was just a matter of like well there are opportunities to revisit that little motif in, in a lot of different ways and then play it in different keys and then play it a lot faster or slower. And so it was really just a matter of deciding where we wanted to inject it in the rest of the game. Uh, and by the end of the game, most of the game was written in order from the earlier levels to the later levels, not all always. But by the end of the game, it's sort of like the, the last three levels are really just rock tracks. Like the the difference between the the, the main version of the music and the rock version pretty close already they're just sort of guitar tracks uh and then playing sort of the the epic sort of prog metal version of that theme as you as we come to the end of the game was a lot of fun to put together so uh i don't know how many you know i don't know how many uh people are making it all the way to the end but the the third world's music is some of my favorite music in the game so uh, hopefully people can get that far yeah
1: and like what was the one song it was like um famous blast words oh yeah like, if I never knew anything about this game those was a soundtrack, just that as a standalone song, like, I had to loop that four times in a row. Like, it was just it was just so well done. And like I said, that guitar is just so clean. Like, <laughs> I did not expect myself to be headbanging by the end of this, but <laughs> congratulations, you got me to do it.
0: <laughs> oh, very good. I'm so pleased. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, we, uh, for, the, for the soundtrack, um, you know, every level is about, minute 20 to minute to 2 minutes long and they all have their main layer of music and their rock layer and I was trying to figure out what to do for the actual listenable soundtrack because like I wasn't just going to put those songs as they are in the game on the soundtrack just plain because it isn't as much of a listenable experience you know the songs are have a lot of function to them right i wanted to be able to mix the main layers and the rock layers together into more uh, more of a listenable sort of soundtrack experience and that's how they um how they ended up and yeah famous blast words and and a yordle immortal uh were smashed together on the soundtrack that's kind of like the end that's like the, the big crescendo you know before the last boss
1: one thing i, I did want to catch up with on because i realized you know the last time we did speak was when well i mean officially on a podcast was when card of darkness came out which was 2019 which again i really so when you said two years ago You know, you just said it very matter-of-factly, and I'm thinking to myself, there's no way it's been two years.
0: (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Like, there's
1: There's no way it's been two years, and I really sat, and then I'm thinking to myself, oh, that would explain why. Like, there's just this huge chunk of time where it just was equal parts standing still and also moving so fast that I didn't realize it was that long ago.
0: Oh, yeah. Yep. Just just subtract a year. That's, (laughs) That's how you math it. That's how you math it, how you have to, or at least what it feels like.
1: But I know you. You're constantly working on so many things, and I don't know if there's anything like you can maybe expand on. Because I know you've always have something spinning.
0: Yeah. So I mean, right now I have um, a couple of game contributions uh, I'm doing, and a couple of and some uh, new game stuff I'm working on. But it's all it's all early. You know, it's nothing I can really speak to, I will say I've been writing and recording some uh, original Stemage stuff too. Nice. Uh, because I just haven't done that in a while. Like I've sort of been in the, I made music my job. And I it's something, it's almost like something I'd feared where, you know, before I was doing web development stuff and e-commerce stuff and kept music on the side. And I always wondered if I went full-time music, would it, pl- how much would it pull on the just my solo non-game related stuff, like just the guitar music that I like doing. And I think it's I this was a really crazy this year, especially this past year was a really crazy year getting this and some other stuff done. So um, you know, I I, it's like I I haven't I didn't make it a a big effort to like, you know, take the time I think to do some original stemage stuff, even though I have a bunch of riffs in my head. I like saying the riff vault. Is full at the moment. Sometimes it's empty, but right now it's plenty full, and I just got to take some time to do it. So I've got a couple things I'm working on there. I'm not sure in what format I want to release it as, but I've been I've been really enjoying EPs of music, like short form albums. You know, four or five songs. Mm-hmm. It sort of fits how I listen to music now, anyway. So I may go for something like that uh, as opposed to going for a full length and put something out soon, but yeah, several game projects, several engineering, small engineering projects, mixing, mastering stuff. And, and, uh, um, you know, the, in the last, last month and this month, uh, have been a bit lighter in terms of work. I mean, it's still, I'm still plenty busy, but it has been nice because the lead up to Hextech's release was quite busy, uh, getting stuff wrangled for launch. I mean, this was, this was definitely the biggest launch in Choices history. And, I mean, the music and gameplay of Hextech are tied 100%. So every time there was a change to gameplay, I had to follow suit with kick drums and snare drums. I mean, we were lockstep between design and music. So I was working up until the very last minute with that stuff too. So it's it's been nice to kind of have a little bit of a reprieve uh, after such an intense work schedule uh, towards the back half of last year. But yeah, there's stuff, I'm working on stuff. I guess that's so, so crappy to just say and not be able to reveal anything. But no,
1: that's... but it's also kind of crappy to be like, oh, so, oh, you're working on original music. And it's like, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, gestures at everything to even be that creative in this last two years is remarkable.
0: It's rough. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You know, and I didn't want to necessarily harp on that point too much. But at the same time, as someone who talks to creators about creativity... It's also, I feel like doing a little bit of a disservice to act like as if people's output has been the same from 2019 to now 2022 and to somehow act as though that hadn't shifted for a lot of people.
0: I think people are, a lot of people are reassessing how they approach um the release of music and things like that you know we just i you know i I'm, I'm doing some stuff with um you know viking guitar we just had a meeting talking about what we want to do for this year i'm doing some stuff with the super strikers which is the brave wave house band that we've recorded probably i don't know five or six songs that have not come out yet and i can't say why but they're it's in that's in process and some new stuff actually we'll probably have a video up this month is my hope uh, awesome. there's stuff. So there's like, you talk about what to do for those because you think about all of a sudden, all these artists are stuck at home. And it's like, what do you do to put music out? And there's sort of there are sort of expectations now around the release of music that weren't always there. A lot of people couple their releases with videos or they make videos the priority. Some are, you know, a lot of people are doing vinyl, but some people just go digital exclusively there's just so many different things around the part outside of the part of actually making the music that makes your head spin anyway. But then you couple the pandemic and a really loud scene of musicians all putting stuff out at the same time with it. And it's like, man, it's it's hard to even know how to approach that sometimes.
1: Yeah, I could only imagine.
0: You know, so, it, but it's, yeah, it's been, it's been difficult for everybody, I think. And no matter what kind of creative, you know, outlet you have, this has been a, a taxing, uh, uh, window for people, no denying it, you know. No. So
1: yeah, it's it's been a lot. I can understand why a group or an artist really has to reassess how to release music. Not that the other formats aren't always viable, but like I said, everybody's now kind of in a similar place. So, and you know, obviously, everybody wants to stand out and make something that's unique, but. Also putting it out in a way that that makes sense and also that people will pay attention to because there's so much stuff that was coming out. Matter of fact, my best friend and I, um, we were joking on another podcast about the fact that within even last year, so many bands that we loved, it seemed like every week there was a new album coming out. Oh, yeah. And it's totally. great for a fan, but then I realized what was happening was, as I'm listening to one album and absorbing that, you know, something else was coming out, and I was like, "Oh, I got to listen to this," and then now I'm spoiled for choice. And I guess that's not necessarily a problem, this, you know. But you know, I'm not I don't want to sound like I'm complaining, but how do you then stand out when everything's happening all at once?
0: I think there are different people approach that idea different ways. Some people say, well. I mean especially in the arrangement scene I think that you have people that if they're going to put something out they might as well put something out that's relevant to that moment right and at least they can ride on the popularity of whatever that is like for in the game cover scene you see a lot of people putting out covers of games you know the day that they the game comes out because it, it's it's absolutely relevant so if they're not going to write something for fear of potentially just being a flash in the pan or something that is is just going to get get seen quickly and disappear. It's like, well, if that's going to happen, that might as well be as, as relevant as possible when it comes out, you know, that's, that's, that's an approach. Uh, but for original music, I mean, what do you do? You know, you can try to get a few more eyes by doing a video, but yeah, you're it's, it's just a very, there are so many amazing artists making amazing albums uh, and, and singles and stuff. And it's just a very, it's a very loud scene and, it's all very siloed, you know, everybody's into the certain kinds of things that they're into and there's but man, there are there are a million bands for you out there. Uh that's for sure, you know. Right. It's great it's great as a listener, but it is sort of a strange time to be releasing music, especially you know, when there's this there's this catharsis after you create something where you, you know, finally you've worked on something for so hard, you finally put it out in the wild and it's it's an odd experience. You put it out it might get some attention, and then it just sort of tapers off, and then it's off to the next thing. That's a very – that can be a taxing, taxing experience for an artist, you know? Right. So I think people have been sort of reassessing what it means to put out music and how to, how to put it out in the best way possible. And it's it's interesting. People were looking at that stuff anyway, but during the pandemic, I think even more so. so.
1: Right. With all that said, has there maybe been just a little bit more emphasis on doing original work then?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think that there's stuff that I have to do because it's a it's a job, it's assigned, it's a project, right? It's ongoing, so there's the stuff that's already there, but I'm I'm attempt I'm doing my best to make time instead of just making time off. What, what I would say? What I say? Off hours, I guess, to do that stuff. Right. Um, like I don't always want to pick up the guitar at night if I've been playing it during the day, that kind of thing. So I'm trying to kind of make that a part of my work in general, like taking time to, because it's all a part of what I do. And so giving it the attention I feel like it deserves to, that's sort of a, that's sort of a goal I want to have, I want to have for this year.
1: Yeah. Cause that's a tough balance. It is. This is something that is your job. So how do you then do that same type of work in a slightly more leisurely way, like, you know, creating that separation from the hired work to now doing that. It's almost like the idea of, you know, like, well, <laughs> well, maybe not the exact same thing, but I also just remember for a time, you know, I loved movies. So I figured, well, working at a movie theater would be great. But then by the time I was off of work, I'm like, I don't want to see movies, even if I can see them for free. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> then... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I don't imagine, like, having to balance that out, like, must be really difficult, especially now.
0: In the end, I think I'm. it's really exciting because I'm creating I, the music in Hextech and, and uh, it's like, it's my music, which is awesome. But it's not like the, I don't know, it's not some Opeth-inspired guitar <laughs> thing. I, you know, it, it, it's not like just a from scratch, it's not attached to... It's attached to something else. It's not just right. Comple- it's not a completely blank sheet of paper. If that makes sense.
1: Well, nice said Opeth. So now I really want to hear this,
0: huh? Well, gosh, I don't even know. I I just picked a band. I don't know if this new oh, gonna sound like Opeth, but I I could put Damn something it. in. I can put something in three four for you. Just to shout out to Adrian. <laughs> Uh, call it adrian's was, lament or something right wouldn't that it sound opethy is that opethy I, enough that
1: would be amazing like that might actually end up being the title of the podcast the adrian's lament like that that might
0: opethy that's a weird opethy
1: word. that that's that's a word that, now we're we're coining that like, like sorry opeth
0: opethy um <laughs> i don't know I, I yeah i'm an opeth i'm an opeth junkie i went back and d- dug into some of the 20 year old albums recently so
1: that's a very good point. Speaking of the pandemic times, talking about all the new stuff that was coming out, um, having the extra time to then dig into some like stuff that I hadn't listened to in a while has been strangely rewarding, but also disappointing, depending on the project. Cause there were some albums I went back and revisited where I'm like, man, like I hadn't listened to this stuff in a while, and then some of it, it's like, okay, this is definitely a product of its time, and I definitely was in a different place.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, man. I mean, it's the same for games and movies and and everything. I, I you, it makes you re- go, well, you know what? The movie didn't change. So what sh- what di- what changed? Was it the social? Was it a, a societal thing or was it you right like what is it that you, or just you just grew up and, sh- and grew out of it right like it, you know what happened to to make you feel so differently about it it's interesting to think about but uh oh it's
1: definitely me <laughs>
0: yeah yeah oh yeah that's that's how it that, goes
1: this was the beginning of 2021 um i finally had some time to play like it was final fantasy 7 remake At first, I did the thing of, this is nothing like the original. like, well, duh, it's a remake. And I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm into this new style. And then I got into it. Like, I'm talking like I was obsessed. And I'm like, okay, now it's got me. I've heard good things. It took me a little bit. As someone who's played Seven a lot, even though you're like, okay, with the improved graphics and everything, like, there still was this part of me of kind of maybe a little too attached to the original. Mm -hmm. Once it picked up, it's great. But then later on... You know, other stuff was going on, life happened, and I kind of had fallen off of it just naturally, and I felt bad about that. But then I'm just like, oh, hey, um, I hadn't played the original in a while, and I went back to play that, like, a couple months after. And, um, yeah. (laughs) Suddenly, now I'm looking at the original being like, wow, this uh, this is a little harder to play now.
0: Yeah, different time, different time. And a lot more time, you know.
1: <laughs> and I'd probably just annoyed every Final Fantasy VII fan by saying that. And it's not that I dislike the game; i was just like, man, this is a uh, this is a little bit different.
0: I think a lot of Final Fantasy VII fans feel that way. I mean, they'll they they still love it the same, but I think they'll admit that things have changed, and you know, expectations are about how games are game designs approached is a bit different. I mean, I I remember I, I watched a dude play a lot of it in college, and I remember near the end of the game watching a however many asteroids flying from the other side of the galaxy. I don't know how many times I had to watch that one sequence. I don't know. It's it's just things are, I don't know. Games uh, respect your time in different ways now, I think. Um, Right. So, I don't know.
1: But if nothing else, this time has also given me a greater appreciation for what goes into art because I know that when everything happened – It was hard to make things because it's like, oh, hey, uh, let's celebrate art. But I'm not sure how to do that right now. I'm still processing. Whereas other people were, I guess, you know, in their way doubling down and like actually using that to get through things. And it was just really fascinating just watching this growth in real time and just watching people's work um, improve and change. And I know that. In a better world, it would have happened under better circumstances. But like, just like I said, even like listening to your game soundtrack, I say like from Hextech to like you know, Dark Darkness to Bubsy, it's like it's like your guitar playing. I don't know. I know this is like a weird thing to comment on, but your guitar playing has gotten even better. If that's even possible.
0: Oh, thanks, man. Much appreciated. I mean, we've we've all had time to practice our craft, I guess. I don't know. No idea. <laughs> no idea.
1: Well, and as someone who's, you know, a, a veteran of the scene, like you've seen a lot of changes even prior to all this. So, and something that I think is really worth noting is your willingness to adapt and to grow in a landscape that is very rapid in terms of how quickly it changes.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's wild. I, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know, to start in the, VGM remix scene and then now to, tra- to transition into to making game music and then watching sort of the next I don't want to say generation that feels weird but the next round of VGM gurus coming in and just killing it. It's yeah. really it's really wild to see and I love it. It's fantastic. I think it's a man so many incredible arrangers and remixers and people paying tribute with these really with incredible arrangements and production and video and it's just so like what are you what do you like what's pick a genre you know what I mean like pick your favorite game series pick your uh, it's it's uh there's just so much good stuff out there and, and it's it's just a lot there's a lot more of it than there was I guess back when we were doing stuff early on yeah it's it's great to see I'm 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 so honored to be able to do the music for games thing because there are a lot of people trying to do that just like there are a lot of people trying to do other things for games as well not just music but it's just it's a it's a tight space there too and really honored to be able to contribute to it in some way but um yeah i don't know i've tried to stay it used to be that i would never touch a keyboard it was all guitars and guitar <laughs> effects and now i'm doing a lot of that right i'm doing a lot of a lot more samples and a lot more extra stuff that I didn't do before. So I, that is certainly a part of trying something new and trying do, doing stuff that's relevant. I, I've been I've been sort of forced to dabble in different styles and try new ideas because of the gigs I've taken. And it's been a lot of fun. It's been super rewarding doing that.
1: Yeah, because th- there's always that part of the creative process where as much as a challenge can be thwarting, it's like you almost strangely crave it at the same
0: time. Yeah yeah you do and you sometimes you don't know exactly what you uh what needs to happen next. I like being assigned something I like I think we've talked about this before, but I love the idea of restrictions. Uh, you know you need to make a song that is this long and this key with this number of instruments and <laughs> only four changes. I don't know like like pull pull it out of a hat, you know like the idea of having to create something with limitations, I feel like breeds more creativity than just being given. An absolute blank slate, um, and I think that's why that I've been why I have been forced to try new things is because of those kinds of projects.
1: <laughs> and knowing that, I want to retroactively apologize for what?
0: <laughs> what do we do? Um, What'd you do, Adrian?
1: Well, first off, what don't I do? Um, when I approached you about the theme song to the podcast, and oh yeah. <laughs> I remember sending you the image that ours Jail Draco had rendered, and I remember sending that to you, and I think the only real words I put was essentially, the vibe I was looking for was Saturday morning, and I don't think I said much more than that. And looking back, I was like, shoot, I gave him nothing to go on other than oh, that's that. that's so like, much,
0: this- though. That's so much. Like... <laughs> Saturday morning is such a big part of my youth. I mean, that's like, those were the best days, right? So there's right. A, there's a whole lot there to to <laughs> unpack and put into a song, you know? So
1: Right, because I didn't want to come into it being like, well, I want it to sound like this, I want it to sound like that. Because then, see, in my mind, like, okay, because you just said, obviously, you have no problem with restriction or at least having like a a clear definition of what the task is and that's great whereas me i'm like okay um how does it make you feel like let's go for it i'm like that that was like at first i'm like oh my god that must have been infuriating (laughs) but then you sent me the response which was like oh it's speaking to me and i was like don't even tell me just let me know what you come up with and i just sat patiently and it came back and i'm like son of a gun he nailed it (laughs)
0: <laughs> perfectly <laughs> that's great i love it well i mean i mean you you get different input from from different people i've had i've had people request themes where they're like i would like you know at seven seconds we need to have an intro and at seven seconds we transition into this and then at 14 seconds we transit like it's it, it's almost like uh like like the song has been storyboarded f- for me um right and then other ones there's just nothing uh so and i think and you have no idea what people actually want to want instruction instructionally maybe people people want to just listen to a few episodes and do you know go with their gut but i thought your your instruction was great if you're pleased with the result then hey we
1: um, overjoyed actually all right
0: all right <laughs> like awesome because
1: there was this great and, and i know this is maybe like a, a little i don't want to say narcissistic but whatever it's my podcast but at the same time like i i haven't actually spoken to you at least on the record since then so i never really got to like go over this at all but i thought it was really cool because it's of course you know my love of chip music synth of course the drums but then that guitar you know that sort of just lays in the bed is just it's perfect
0: oh awesome 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 i'm writing something right now that it's a little it's somewhat similar it's got the kind of uh the kind of synth and guitar singing together thing i just think that's kind of a that's kind of a neat sound I like that sound. It's a happy sound.
1: I'm addicted to that sound. Like, I don't know. I grew up on synths and guitars, so it's like, it's just, it, it just speaks to me. I don't know. <laughs> so awesome. the idea that you're dabbling more in, like, keyboard work and synths, I'm like, wow, well, maybe it's not, you know, necessarily your forte. It's something, you know, that you said that you've been having to do more. Meanwhile, I'm here like an anime character with, like, stars my eyes, like, oh my gosh, like, by all means, please, huh. <laughs> more synths <sighs> for everybody.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've been way more into into synth stuff, uh, you know, enjoying synth music recently anyway, like the I go back and forth between guitar-filled music and guitar-less music as far as the stuff I've been listening to, you know, it's you know, it's, you can't help but get inspired by some of the weird stuff you find that sounds completely new.
1: What is some of the stuff that you've been inspired by?
0: Oh man, recently I've been li- loving these old um there, there are all these old albums that were put out for uh, like library music for videos and production and stuff. And a lot of them are, have been digitized. It's just like library music that you'd find online. You need some free music. So you go find it. Well, back in the day, those were right. sold as LPs and CDs. And there are some composers that are, that just have these incredible like the albums aren't, maybe the most listenable thing front to back because the, the what they'll have is they'll have like a minute long song then a 30 second version of that song then a 15 second version of that song because who knows what you might need does that make sense right. no that so, makes perfect sense but like there there are a couple of artists there's a there's a guy there is a guy named Jeff Basto B A S T O W and his brother Trevor Basto and they have in the 70s and 80s and early 90s they made the most killer like Synth-based library music—it's like some of the best old synth stuff ever. It's like the kind of stuff you'd see on, like, uh, factory, like a, a safety in, instructional videos for factory safety, and like sports compilations and stuff like that. Um, and there's just tons of it out there. And I've I've been really into spinning some of these. I'll have to send you links to some. But
1: oh, by all means, because I didn't like—I mean, I'm aware of the music, but I didn't know that there was actual compiled music I always just thought that was just stuff that maybe got farmed out to a company but like was never collected anywhere that's remarkable.
0: It's awesome it's it's like a lot of people have got these and put them on YouTube because a lot of the copyrights have expired for them um, so people are just archiving them on YouTube off their LPs which is amazing so but yeah that's been making me happy uh, I've been listening to I have there a couple of like um, random let's see I'm trying to look and see if there's anything here that uh, I've been into this guy Jacob Two Uh Jacob, and then Two Hyphen Two. He's got some really fun electronic stuff that's really cool. And then I yeah, I've been in a lot of back into a lot of rock stuff recently. Chimp Spanner just put a new track out. Cynic has a new record out. Um, nice. So that stuff. There's a band called Stake S T A K E from Belgium that I've been really into, and they have some new music out too. They're kind of like a weird Belgian post rock band. So um, some synth stuff in there, but I don't know. Look those up, people. Pretty cool stuff. <laughs> by all means. Like, also,
1: shout out to you, by the way. You had tweeted uh, a while ago. Uh, someone had asked, what are some songs that like you simply need to dance to? And you had posted a track from Shinobi 3, which... Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if my cousin TJ is listening to this. If he does, though, he would absolutely love that. We played Shinobi 3 way too much, and... You want to talk about
0: a soundtrack that slaps? <laughs> oh, man. Seriously. It's incredible. It's so funky and, and nasty sounding. It's like the right? dirtiest F- FM. You know, it's about as gross as the Genesis sounded, but in a good way. Um, I discovered that soundtrack at MagFest. Someone had played it, and we were listening to it on my brother's Bluetooth speaker, and we just sort of had it. Walking from between our in in the hotel room and then walking down the hall between hotel rooms, we just sort of had it on because you just kind of have to, like, that, especially that Ninja Soul song specifically. You just have to like stomp walk to it. It's like dancing, but you have to be moving, you gotta be moving forward. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you're like charging forward with style uh, with that track. So, that's just what I don't, I'm not like a much of a dancer, I, I bob my head a lot, but like, that was a song that you just can't help but sort of move your entire body to. Uh, that's oh. great. I, I, Shinobi music is just incredible.
1: Oh, wait. So you're not dancing like a full routine, like choreographed and everything?
0: Uh, sure, you can. <laughs> but you, you got to be moving, though. You have to be walking down the hall while doing it. It's like All a right. hall. Some, someone's in front of you walking backwards with a, with a, um, with a gimbal filming you, right? And you got to be dancing as you get... <laughs> like some sort of Jamiroquois music video, right? Uh, that's what you're <laughs> nice. doing to Shinobi. Have you heard Shred
1: that sounds vaguely familiar. I, I don't know who was telling me about it, but I have not had the pleasure of listening to it, though.
0: Oh, my God. Dude, Shred Nobi is uh, one of the uh, ex-members of Super Madness. It's a three-person outfit, and they have they, they cover these, you know, these killer rock covers of Shinobi music. Uh, and they put their record out last year. I mastered it. Their dad from Southern California. Look up Shred Nobi's album. It's on Bandcamp and... Spotify, I think, and other places, but just you should hear their version of Ninja Soul. It'll blow your mind. So good.
1: Yeah, Second Genesis had some absolute bangers, and especially for games that you would never think. Like, okay, matter of fact, well, okay, this isn't a Second Genesis game. I was recently put on to what has to be one of the most. You want to talk about things that'll make you dance. I'm sure you probably have already listened to it. The soundtrack for Pictionary for NES. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And Tim Fallon.
1: I was a late adopter to this because, like, I like, oh, I love video game music, but somehow missed this. And I'm like, how was a soundtrack for Pictionary? A video game version of Pictionary. Like, why did that slap so hard? Like, why is that soundtrack so good? Like, it's almost overqualified to be in that game.
0: Oh, it, it is. I, I almost feel like it was written as a joke, like you know. It's it's Tim it's Tim Fallen who did Silver Surfer and right. Solstice and a bunch of other you know lauded Nintendo soundtracks, and it is just this rocking song. Like you never would guess that would be in a Pictionary game. You'd think some sort of meditative puzzle game music would be, yeah, you like know, on the title screen of Pictionary. But nope, nope, we're shredding. <laughs> Someone like had
1: linked it on on Twitter, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, Pictionary, are are y'all, are is everybody okay? And I'm like, okay, I hit play, and I'm yeah. like, I am, I'm, I was almost angry. I'm like, this, this should not be this good. Like, I, I, yeah. I need to talk to a lawyer. <laughs> like, I, I'm not trying to like press charges against him, but at the same time, this is
0: this is too good. Oh yeah, yep. <laughs> you speak the truth. It's just too um,
1: good. No man there's so much to catch up on. I I know it's been a while, but at the same time, I also know that we do have to wrap up at some point, but want to, of course, thank you, not even just for the theme, but also just the work that you've done and coming back to even chat about it, which, you know, like I said, it's been a minute since I've done this. And I I do think this was like the perfect way to like come back. So thank you for taking the time out.
0: Yeah, man. It's always a, it's a, it's a joy to come on and, and gab. We had our, we had our pre, pandemic podcast now we're having our po- we're having our, our our debrief you know so good reason to come back well it's not that like it's over but you know what i mean it's sort of no. like we're, we're all used to it now so right and uh, i
1: guess that's my thing because i've used the term post-pandemic but i don't think in my head i use that to mean like it's over but just meaning like it's like i don't know i have to come up with a different word
0: i don't know it's sort of a Mindset. It's sort of a way. The 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 shock of it is over. I think, and the now it's sort of like a well. How do we address this as a part of how the world works, and then move forward? You know, together. Yeah. So um, that's that's way too many words, though. We need one word, and I don't. I don't have it for you. So sorry about no, that.
1: No, I definitely don't have it either. <laughs> you
0: know, something hyphenated,
1: right? Okay. Well, you know what though? Then I. We'll say post pandemic, but with the intent of what uh, Stimmage just said. So, there you go, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I will sure. use your elegant words because I apparently had lost my during that. But no, a lot has happened. And like I said, in listening to those episodes, like I was literally in a whole different place that last time. And the fact that you've gone through this and yet we're still here able to speak and talk about your new projects, like I said, like Hextech Mayhem my favorite soundtrack of yours bar none it's fun it's intense and even if you well you should play the game obviously definitely play the game choice provisions right Forge. everybody involved did a great job on this but even if you're just listening to the soundtrack it is still an auditory treat like your ears will thank you
0: thanks man that's that's very cool yeah it's uh it's on spotify and youtube music and itunes and all that stuff and then it's also on uh and then the game is 10 bucks so it's not like a it's not gonna break the bank, and it's on currently on Switch and PC, so appropriately priced rhythm music banger. We we're happy to to release it at a lower price point, so more people could get in. So it's, it's an interesting thing because it's like it's the Riot fan base. I think asking the fans of Ziggs to pay for a game that's you know not play anything like League, uh, right. at all. And it's a, new, it's a new idea. It's a new concept. I mean, I think that, like, I'm, I'm glad we were able to price it a little lower for that crowd, so, so lots more people will try it. So
1: Without a doubt. I mean, I would go as far as to say that a lot of the games you've been involved with recently are definitely worth playing. Um, you know, they definitely have an ear for talent, and you know, lending your voice, uh, so to speak, uh, to these games has been really cool, and I'm really excited to see, you know, see and hear these projects you've been teasing because you know me. So I, I was excited to see what happens next. But again, thank you. And also, thank you so much for that incredible theme. Like I said, you nailed it. And it's funny. I remember I had loaded that on my um, my music player. Yeah, because I still have, like, digital audio players. <laughs> I haven't given them up completely. But um actually... Oh, no, I'm not giving that up. I just, I listen to too much music and streaming only scratches that itch. It's like, I I need to have, like, a device specifically for this because my phone can only handle so much. Oh, sure. But, like... (laughs) I'll be forever grateful because, you know, if I don't mind me saying, you could have said no. Like, you could have just been like, you know what? I'm not really interested. But you were so enthusiastic about it. And that's when it's like, okay, this is going to be a treat. And that's why it's like, I didn't want to give you too many notes because at that point, the exclamation mark was already over your head. I'm like, look, I just got to trust the process. And again, thank you so
0: much. Dude, my pleasure. It's, a, it's such a fun pod. So I'm pleased to to be a part of it. <laughs> thank uh, you. And, uh, yeah a little bit more frequently uh, obviously top of every episode i'll take it no it was, yeah. it's it's great it's it's i was glad you're glad you're pleased with it
1: i hope everybody else enjoyed this and every episode can be found on AdrianHasIssues.com. we are on all the streaming platforms like apple podcast spotify stitcher google Podcasts, and pretty much wherever else uh, you find podcasts are found The ending theme, much like the beginning theme, is performed uh, by my guest. That'll do it for this episode of Agent Has Issues. And we will see you next issue. And happy 2022, everybody.